This is Janitessa Fox, and you're listening to Spotlight on Broadway Radio. When Anita Gates reviewed the George Street Playhouse production of Getting the Band Back Together for the New York Times back in 2013, she implored composer and lyricist Mark Allen and book writer Ken Davenport to keep as much of the cast together as possible if the show ever came to New York. Five years later, the musical about a businessman who returns to his New Jersey home and gets his old band back together, as the title suggests, is about to begin previews uh, later this week at the Belasco Theater with much of the cast from five years ago. One of those cast members is Ryan Duncan, who plays one of the band members of Mouthfeel, a rival band to the protagonists, and who has seen the show evolve since those early days in New Brunswick. Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. My pleasure. I'm so excited to do this. So can you start by telling us, how did you get involved in the show? Wow. Okay. So uh, I've known Ken Davenport, I realized recently, for about 14 years. And I first met him in 2004 um, when I was uh, through various random uh, people who were associated with each other. I was called in for Altar Boys in the very first nymph and booked that show. And so that started... Uh, a working relationship with Ken. And uh, of course, that show went off Broadway in 2005. Uh, I also did a show for him called My First Time. I went in for that or went into that show for three weeks. Um, I've done readings of things he's created. Uh, and I think around 2010, it was 2010, uh, Ken called me in to do a table read of this new piece he had created with a bunch of um, improv and, and, and comedy actors. And he said, I have several parts for you to play, and I know you'll make this funny. And so we, I, I went in, and there was pizza and, and water, and uh, I sat down. All and important. Took, all important. Feed us. Yeah. Give us something to drink. Um, I think it was just water. I don't think we had wine or beer or anything, which would have really oh, made terrible. it funnier at the time. Know, <laughs> it was right? an early version of the script. So everything helps. Um, so I've, I've been working on it since about 2010. I did the Out of Town in 2013, and... Um, and yeah, and, and now we start previews on Thursday. So, can't believe it. So, you've been with the show for eight years before it even got to George Street Playhouse. How has it changed in all of those years? How did it change getting to George Street and then in the five years since? Well, the show, it's funny. It's funny to answer that question because part of me, I want to say it's changed significantly. And part of me feels like it hasn't changed very much at all. I think the general tone of the show is there. I, I describe it as, uh, imagine if Will Ferrell did 80s movies. It's got kind of that feel. It's in a completely original um, script and, and music and an idea, but it's not an unheard of plot. It's a plot that we've all loved from 80s and 90s, early 90s movies. So um, the show started out with kind of, because it was written by committee, right? Ken Davenport and, and, and a bunch of actors called the Grundle Shots. There are, I think, nine of them or more, right. I mean, just nine or ten. They, they came together um, to improv once a week and figure out who they wanted to create, what kind of characters they wanted to create, who they wanted to be in it, and, uh, or who they'd like to pass the baton to character-wise that they couldn't play. And so it was a mishmash of a lot of stuff. It was very funny, but it was a lot of bits, and there was a story to it, uh, but it wasn't um, cohesive really until we did the – completely cohesive until we did the George Street run in 2013 and that was a pared down it was a lower budget we had no understudies we had a f several fewer people in the cast and so it did read like a musical sketch show and i think it's 
uh, retained some of that feel, but it's become more Broadway, so to speak. There's more people in the show. Uh, some of the numbers have changed, but not the core seven or eight songs that were in it at the beginning. Those have remained the same. So the things that we found that were gems that they really liked or that, that, that made it what it is stayed. And, um, and several of the cast members, including one of the Grendel shots is still in it. And um, it, it, it's evolved into something kind of with, with a lot more heart. We thought we'd have a, a, a funny show in, in Jersey and we did, and we thought, well, we'll get the bro dudes. They'll come and, you know, the kids of the baby boomers will enjoy it. And we found that it had a much wider appeal than we expected. And uh, it's only changed to encompass, I think, more of an audience and to, and to grow the heart of the show, which is really about uh, second chances, which is oddly a song I sing in act two. But it's um, so I've seen some really great changes uh, with the show. And and sometimes you fight changes. I'm a Taurus. So we're, we're always kind of like, oh, I missed that joke or I missed that moment or why can't we do this? But you see how it has to shape in order for uh, a large audience to enjoy it. And I think I think we it's in a really good place now. And how has your track changed over those years? <laughs> Funny enough. My track has only been embellished <laughs> nice. in the show. Yeah. Who doesn't love that? So I, I read, um, I was probably on paper reading five or six roles and I played three or four main roles in, in New Jersey. Currently in this show, I play three parts uh, for the most part. I play a scarf wearing drama teacher based on a real person. Um, the, the name is Leonard Gaster, but that's not the real person. It's based on a real person observed in New Jersey because oh, how Ken and, and the actors went out to New Jersey and kind of did a documentary on this town when they came up with the idea for the show. Oh, they, no they, yeah, they went out to Sayreville and they took video of the of different locations and and Ken had an idea that it would be about a guy who kind of loses his job on Wall Street and and gets his band back together. But he said, I need to set it in the tri-state area in a in a town that that um you know, isn't too big, isn't too small, but would have a great uh, kind of population of people. And so many of us play versions of those people they first observed in the video. And the scarf wearing drama teacher was one of them. And he's now, but the part has been um, broadened so that I'm in, in, I'm in a lot of scenes as that character. And he has some fun stuff. I also play JC of, uh, JC is the character's name I made up, Giancarlo Manicotti. He was not, he was just mouthfeel band member. I don't even think he was that on paper. John Rando said, well, Mouthfeel is three guys. So Ryan, you have to be in all these scenes when, when Tygen and Richie characters are in the scenes. And so it's become this, this presence that I'm kind of the silent Bob of the group. Um, and it's super, super fun. So I do, I do everything that Mouthfeel does and we have a big number in act two. And then I play this part called Nick Styler that was only it was one scene. It still is one scene, but in New Jersey, I didn't have a song. I just kind of introduced everybody, congratulated the lead band of Juggernaut and, and left the stage. And now I have an entire song. And so that's evolved into something really special and, and really fun. And uh, I get to put my own stamp on it and, and ad lib and ad improv here and there. So it's really those three characters. It's an ensemble piece. So everyone kind of does flashback moments, but uh, I've, I think everything, my parts or my track has been fleshed out since then and to become something really fun. And, and, um, and I, I'm really grateful to be doing it. <laughs> and what kind of insight did you have into creating all of these characters and what moments they get in the show? That's a great question. I, 
I got to do a lot in informing the kind of informing the the script and the and the tone of who who these people are. Um, you know, there was there was obviously something on paper, and I just I get senses for characters pretty quickly as I read through them, and I just started to elaborate on who these people. You know, I bound them. I, I, I bound them. I, I I bind them to something real, and I kind of ground them into a, a place of of reality. But it, it's heightened. You know, it's musical theater, so I get to put my own wacky, weird stamp on them. And so I, if I come up with with a line that's funnier or something else, I think the character would say they were very open to to that becoming a part of the show. And for instance, the song I sing as Nick Styler in Act Two, Mark Allen, who is um, our composer, who's fantastic, who uh, also has a um, an amazing voice. Like he's a, he's a, he is a session singer too, but he has an amazing voice. So when he sends you your demos, you're kind of like, can you just record all this on an album and I'll buy it? Um, he wrote most of the song and then said, I'm not sure what to do at the end. So I took it home. I said, I'll take this home and work on it. And uh, came back in and told him and, and our orchestrator, Doug Katsaros, I said, okay, here's kind of what I want to do with it. And at this point, can you pull the music out? And then it'll come back in on this point. And, and then together we created something kind of special. So it, I'm very honored to, to be able to have brought myself to, to each of the characters I play. And I've actually been uh, elaborating on that in promoting the show because I've been posting pictures of myself, old pictures of myself as TBT or throwback Thursday photos. And I've been tagging them as those characters, as my three different characters. Um, so it kind of fleshes them out even more in, in, in social networking. Um, and that's something that they've allowed a lot of us to do. And, and I'm, I'm glad for that. It makes for a more of a unique piece, I think. Nice. So, as you mentioned, uh, this show is not based on a movie or a book or a true story like most Broadway musicals are. This is totally original. It was developed through improvisational rehearsals. How do you think that development style affected the show's form and content and style? Well, like I said, in a way, I think it it made it, it feel probably at the beginning a little unstructured. Like there were characters that got cut all together. Um, one in particular named Gordon, because it just wasn't as a show shaped into being a show that needs to be um, needs to be successful as a theater piece. Things have to go by the wayside. And so it, it created a lot of great ideas and a, and a lot of excitement around the piece. But it did have to become structured. And then, of course, as John Rando stepped into the picture, he would he shaped it even more with tone. So it gave people a lot of expression to to do what they do best. Um, but it was, I think the challenge was probably to, to, to shape it and focus it in a way that where you can draw out the story and make the characters um, seem real and important. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting piece. And, and anyone that comes into it, all of the new cast members we've gotten over the years have been able to put their own um, personality into it. So that's, that's also been special. They're not very precious about every single word and every single moment. They're, they're the whole, everybody involved has been really open to, to allowing the people on board to bring the best and the weirdest and the wackiest of themselves, you know, and that's been a real joy to see uh, the things we think are just so weird that we wouldn't share them with others. I'm like, Oh, I'll put this into a character and uh, make that character a real person. And, and, 
and see if, if someone in the audience um, grabs hold of it. So it, it is, it's very, it's a completely original. And like I said, it's reminiscent of eighties movies. So it's, it's reminiscent of, of certain plot lines from back to the future and, and the, and Goonies and stuff, but it's, it's, it's really about these people's lives in a small town uh, or a medium sized town. And it speaks to things going on today. Like wh- what did we think we wanted to do growing up? Where did our lives lead us? And, especially if you're an artist or a singer or a performer like the lead character is. And, and how valid is that today? Can we do better than our parents? Do we go for security or do we go for something that really fed our soul? And so I think that also speaks to, to us as artists while we're kind of finding what the show is or have found what the show is. And what have rehearsals been like? Well, we've had an interesting rehearsal process because we, we did our out of town five years ago. And since then we've done various readings and, and the kind of backers auditions. And I, I think we've been bumped from out of several Broadway houses before. So um, the rehearsal process is always to kind of ramp up the energy again. We did a reading, big readings in December and Ken Davenport's very smart and he's very forward thinking in how he presents things. He, he makes things very enticing. He's always thinking outside of the box. Um, he's fantastic in, with his marketing mind. And so we've done versions. We've done shortened versions of it to kind of give people a taste. We've done the full version um, in studios. We then did a, a lab to really put it up on its feet and see what we can do with it. And at the end of the lab, we did presentations, which was um, you know, vital to get an audience in there and say, like, is this funny? Is this interesting? What, you know, what, how are people reacting? So it was, it was exhausting because, you know, you – you front load all of the ensemble stuff. So the big numbers. So it seems like you're dancing and singing a lot for two weeks and you're getting tired, but you realize it's, it's just to get the entire group of people on the same page so that we can then really work the scenes the last two weeks and, and, and find kind of a, a real glowing heart to the piece. So I feel like this is, this Broadway production is finally it's a bit of a relief because I've done so many readings of it and presentations and uh, this tech has been easy, easier than for instance, when I teched Shrek, um, Shrek was, really? it was just a beast. It was really? our costumes were huge and we had prosthetics and makeup and they would time with a stopwatch, your changes backstage. And although we're very quick change heavy, um, it, we kind of knew what the show was going into tech because we had done the lab. So that was very helpful. But we only had three weeks of rehearsal before teching for Broadway. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you've worked with Ken Davenport on several other shows. How does it feel to be back together with him and working on an original Broadway musical? You know, it's, it's really exciting because, I mean, I've worked with him several times, one of which was a, a web series we created in the very same way that they created getting the band back together. It's called the bunny hole and a a bunch of us, a bunch of funny actors. He liked over the years. He he brought us into a room and every Sunday we improv and created characters. And then we flew out to Nevada and to Pahrumpf, Nevada specifically to shoot it. And so I, I've gotten to know Ken's humor and sensibilities pretty well. I think he knows mine. I think we really know we can bounce stuff off of each other um, really, really well. Now, Ken is, you know, he's a writer. He's, he's very creative. He was an actor way back in the day. 
And, uh, but he's a producer as well. So sometimes he holds his cards close. So you, don't, you won't know everything. But it's been nice to work with him because I, I, I feel I understand um, what the piece is, what he's going for. And he's very, very excited to have, to have his work as a writer particularly put on Broadway. So it's a comfortable place. I'll say that it's a comfortable place, and I and I feel very comfortable uh, experimenting and 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 adding to the pot that we're stirring. So, and as you said, this is Ken's Broadway debut as a book writer. It's also Mark Allen's Broadway debut as a composer and lyricist. Mm-hmm. So. How does it feel to be involved in an original musical that involves so many firsts for the creative team that you get to be a part of that? Yeah, it's it's thrilling. It's exciting. It's also a little scary because you really? know that they're they're wondering how everyone's going to receive it. You know, Broadway. I think people can be fairly harsh on um, on. For instance, books of a musical in general, you know, people are like, the music's great, the book's weak. I think that's kind of the thing you hear often. And I think people are, are, are more apt to, to look favorably upon books written by traditional book writer. I think what makes our show exciting is that it isn't just one book writer. It's, it's written by a, a group of people who created something. Um, so it, it, it's a little scary to see how it's going to be received, but it's more exciting than scary uh, for Ken and for Mark Allen. Because Mark Allen's written music before. He's written several shows like you said, it's his Broadway debut, but he's, he's more excited. Um, to, to, he, I can just see their, their faces as this group of people get up in front of them and perform things that they just thought of or put down on paper. It's for anyone who's written, as you know, too, it's very exciting when people get to, you know, perform your words and, and kind of give it, give it their own energy and their, and, and, and a life of its own. So there it, it's, it's exciting for all of us because we all feel like we're in on this very special project that was created and, and is like no other project. So we're, we're really, really excited to have a Broadway audience in the, in the house. Uh, and you'll have that on August 13th at the Belasco Theater uh, when the show opens to the public. Ryan, thank you so much for talking with us and for sharing your stories. Oh, absolutely my pleasure. I'm, I was thrilled to do it. Thank you so much.